Hello, welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It's Sunday. Happy Sunday to everyone. Uh, we are looking at our Sunday tarot talk today, and we're going to talk about the chariot, the secret of willpower, the chariot, the secret of willpower. This is going to be a great show, so stay through to the end to find out what the secret of willpower actually is. You'll be getting hints throughout the, the show to understand that, to unpack that idea. Uh, and at the end, we'll reveal what that secret of willpower is. Uh, so again, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate all of you here each week. Thank you to our Cosmic Eye family members, those of you who are supporting us. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, if you'd like to donate, we're at anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye. And of course, um, supporting us through our website, CosmicEye.org. Purchasing stuff through there helps us out as well. So that's available. we got a lot of... Uh, uh, new tarot bags up and it's the last few days of our kickstarter campaign for our blooming cat tarot deck so if you want to get those uh, don't miss out hurry up and get those uh, it ends on wednesday actually it ends on wednesday uh the kickstarter campaign for that so uh, you can follow us on social media if you have any questions you can contact us through info at cosmic eye or uh, through social media at cosmic eye tarot can follow me there or on my own at Jason Napolitano. It's a little easier to go to at Cosmic Itero and hit me up with a message there. If you have any questions or you want to, if there's a topic you'd like to hear on the show, something you'd like to hear Angel and I discussing on the uh, on the Spirit uh, Spirit Show, I think we're going to be calling it Spirit Work. We've been calling it Spirit Wisdom, but I'm kind of liking Spirit Work better. I will see. Stay tuned for the, that change if that does take place. Uh, we're kind of meditating on that right now. Uh, as I said, we're talking about the chariot today, a very important card. Uh, they're all important cards, but this one's a, a particularly important one uh, because of where it's positioned uh, in the deck and the number that it's associated with and the symbolism and so on. So you're going to learn a lot today. It's going to be a really great uh, lesson that's going to help you out in your life. Um, I want to thank Paul Foster Case whose work this is drawn from, uh, the true genius and master of tarot that started the Builders of the Aditum, B-O-T-A.org. Uh, they're online. I highly recommend you read anything you can get your hands on by Paul Foster Case. He is unique among uh, tarot scholars and uh, individuals who write about tarot in that he just goes so much deeper. You will be astounded. Um, all right, so let us get into this today. We start each week with a recitation. A recitation, how do you like that? Uh, recite, we're reciting a recitation. It is right. I don't know why it sounded strange. I've never used that, I guess. Uh, of this uh, pattern on the trestle board, as it's called, it is a Kabbalistic uh, series of affirmations written by that uh, great man, Paul Foster Case for BOTA. And this is how it goes. So we say, this is the truth about the self. Zero, all the power that ever was or will be, is here now. Number one, I am a center of expression for the primal will to good, which eternally creates and sustains the universe. Number two, through me, its unfailing wisdom takes form in thought and word. Number three, filled with understanding of its perfect law, I'm guided moment by moment along the path of liberation. Number four, from the exhaustless riches of its limitless substance, I draw all things needful, both spiritual and material. 
Number five, I recognize the manifestation of the undeviating justice in all the circumstances of my life. Number six, in all things, great and small, I see the beauty of the divine expression. Number seven, living from that will, supported by its unfailing wisdom and understanding, mine is the victorious life. Number eight, I look forward with confidence to the perfect realization of the eternal splendor of the limitless light. Number nine, in thought and word and deed, I rest my life from day to day upon the sure foundation of eternal being. Number 10, the kingdom spirit is embodied in my flesh. So pattern on the trestle board, if you want to memorize that and do it along with me each week, uh, you can find that online or at BOTA.org. So as I said today, we're looking at the chariot. So I encourage you to grab that card if you have it. I'm using the BOTA deck. Uh, any rider weight based deck will have some will have similar features to the card I'm talking about. So you could use those as well. Uh, you can use any deck you want, but often it helps to have the, the similar deck or the similar image or the same image that I'm using, uh, because then we're looking at the same symbols and not variations of them. So today we're going to look at the number seven. We're going to talk about the idea of willpower. And we're going to look also at the letter Chet, Chet, the Hebrew letter Chet that's associated with this card. All right, so first of all, let us take a look at the chariot card itself. You're going to see, as you look at it, uh, there's a, a man in a chariot being pulled by two sphinxes of different colors, opposite colors. One is black and one is white, and then they wear black and white headgear. They wear a nemes, which is the um, headgear of the ancient Egyptians. You'll recognize it when you see it. Uh, there's a shield with a figure of uh, a lingam yoni symbolism, um, some wings with a, with a, a circle in, in between them. And then there's a canopy, a starry canopy above the man. Uh, he's holding a wand with a sort of a symbol eight and a, and a part, partial crescent moon. Then in the background is a wall and a city, um, some cypress trees against the wall. And then there's a river in the background. Uh, of course, there's the number seven and the letter Chet, uh, which looks kind of like a little fence, which we'll get into. Um, and so that's, those are some of the symbols of the card. I encourage you also, as we've talked about each week, to work with this card each day, work with the symbolism of this card, spend some time in meditation on this card. And that's going to open up the, the powers that within yourself that are represented by these cards. Of course, this whole series that I'm doing, you know, we're going through all 21, excuse me, all 22 of the major arcana. I forgot about the zero, and that's the full, all 22 of the major arcana from zero to card 21. Um, and we are on card um, number seven, number seven. So we're on the eighth card, because as I said, the full starts with zero. We're going through the whole series, uh, which will culminate in the last one, which will be the world. And then I'm going to start another series over and we're going to go even deeper. Uh, so look at working at working with this card. You say, look at it, not look at working with it. Look at it while you're working with it. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, sit down and meditate on this card each day for at least five minutes, and you're really going to see remarkable things take place. It really does open up the things we're talking about. These symbols, 
if you understand anything about symbols, you know that your unconscious mind works in symbols. It doesn't work in logic. If you notice your dreams are very quote unquote illogical, but there is a there is a sort of dream logic to them because they speak to you in symbols. That's uh, a part of it's a it's a language that you know we knew and we know inherently, but since we prize logical knowledge and understanding and language and science so much today, you know, it's sort of like a muscle that we don't use as much, but it's very powerful. It's far more powerful than logic and it's far more powerful than, um, than this sort of rational understanding that we think is, you know, running the universe. This power of images, this power of archetypal, you know, magical, wonder that goes on in the unconscious mind and the collective unconscious as Carl Jung called it which is behind all of our individual unconscious minds uh, is the the foundation of our our psyche of our psychic life it's the foundation of 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 consciousness itself and Jung looked at it like you know consciousness was almost like this little cork floating on this this giant sea of the unconscious below it uh, yes, it's what we're most familiar with. I mean, we think about the ego, we think about our thoughts that are in our head, and we think about our logical desires and our emotions that we can perceive and so on uh, as being us. But really, you know, the vast majority of who we are lies in the invisible realm. It's almost like um, like an iceberg. You see the tip of the iceberg, and it's, you know, maybe three, four, five feet of it are sticking out whatever and down below the surface you know it goes down for well, 100 yards or something or even bigger some of these things are gigantic or massive it's the same sort of idea this tip of the iceberg thing is the conscious mind the unconscious part of us is that iceberg submerged below the water so let's get into the chariot let's get into it and ride away uh, into some wisdom all right so the title of the chariot uh, key number seven is related directly to the number seven. And that is because in Pythagorean number symbolism, which was known to the inventors of the tarot, uh, they called the number seven the vehiculum, vehiculum or vehicle of man's life. So it referred to the, the vehicle of man's life. Even though the symbolism is adapted from uh, Pythagoras' system, he probably learned it during his spiritual journey to India. So, you know, we have a lot of our knowledge of, of uh, Indian ways and, you know, Indian philosophy and even the, you know, the subtle energy system, the chakras and so on, that come through our esoteric tradition, but come through Pythagoras. Uh, Pythagoras had a great um, influence on the esoteric traditions of the West. Uh, this comes from the Kata Upanishad, and this relates to this idea of the chariot. So I'm going to quote this in entirety. So it says the Kata Upanishad, the Upanishads, by the way, are scriptures, uh, Hindu scriptures. Uh, they're, re they're revered throughout India. Um, and they're even, um, they've made their way to, to the U.S. in a lot of ways. I mean, they're less, less uh, Upanishads, you know, are less known than our own scriptures, but certainly a lot of their ideas are in a lot of the New Age teachings that we see today and so forth that are so common. We don't know that oftentimes we don't know where these things come from, but this, this is from directly from the scriptures, the Kata Upanishad from India. The self is the rider in the chariot of the body. 
guided by the intellect as the charioteer, drawn by the senses as powerful horses, controlled by way of mind, serving for the reins. Thus runs the vehicle over the course of experience. The self, thus conditioned by the senses and the mind, is called the enjoyer by those who know. He who is forsaken by the charioteer, intelligent discrimination, and has no idea of guiding the reins, his mind, in proper manner, has no control over the senses and is like a driver of restive horses, restive horses, wild horses. He who has the intellect for his driver and the mind for proper reins is able to reach to the other end of the course. The highest essence of all pervading that ever concealed in all is never manifest, but is grasped by the sharp intellect of those who are trained to minute observation, those who are trained to minute observation, those trained in meditation, in concentration, in yogic practices, the same kind of training we're doing when we're working with tarot cards in a different way. We're using mental faculties, more of the um, jnana yoga, the yoga philosophy, uh, but nonetheless using our mental faculties to discriminate and see clearly and cut through, as we talked about that idea of discrimination, uh, to see deeply into things, to see their true essence and true nature, uh, that spiritual insight and intuition uh, that we work with and so forth. That's what he means by that. Those who are trained in minute observation. That's a training we're doing here each week, uh, working with these cards. You know, I'm working on this premise that these cards are used for spiritual transformation. They're also used for divination, obviously. But in this show, we're going more into uh, their use as psychological tools to help you transform your life. Yes, you can use these ideas in your readings, but also, and I think more importantly, you can use these ideas to craft your life the way that you want, to transform your life the way that you see it, to be, to do, to have, you know, what you, wanna, what you want to manifest in your life, what you dream of, um, you know, that health, that abundance, that creativity, that love, that light, that joy that you want to manifest, those healing energies that you want to send out to others and so on. So that's what we're working on in this in this, in this series, this quote emphasizes the importance of concentration, which I said. So uh, this is related to the idea of self-consciousness, which is represented by Key One, the magician. And if you want to go back and listen to that uh, discussion that I did, that's available. You know, these are all standalone presentations on the cards, but it does uh, also help to listen to the, to the previous ones if you haven't heard them. As we talked about in that show on the magician, that card's associated with the letter Beit, which means house in Hebrew. Uh, and as I said, we see in the background of this card, there's a city and a wall, and you can see that in that, in that background. So that symbolizes, you know, that, that relates to the house, that idea of the house, and that symbolizes the power of self-consciousness and how that's behind everything that's shown in the foreground of the card. So everything in these cards in the background is the cause of, of everything that's in the foreground. In like 99% of the cards, it's like that. So you're gonna see the thing in the background affects and is the, is the cause of or is behind in some fashion what you see in the foreground. The foreground is the sort of front, you know, the front, the closest thing to you in the sort of perspective that you're looking at the card, if that makes sense. So the buildings behind the wall of the city, uh, you can see there's the red triangles. And you can see these towers, and you know these are alluding to the idea of, of, of masculinity, of, of the masculine uh, energy, uh, the phallic symbols, and then that red triangle is that energy. 
Uh, this is uh, intimating that the true that true development of willpower, which we're going to talk about throughout the show, willpower, which is one of the main meanings of this card, um, has behind it willpower has behind it the constructive creative power of self consciousness. In other words, in other words, what you're thinking about on a day to day basis, what you're focusing your mind on, your your conscious mind, your thinking mind, you know, the the mind that wants an ice cream, the mind that wants to get that new degree, that, that, that part of the mind. Uh, as we work with tarot and exercise our function of concentration, and, and consequently, as we work on uh, these cards and we, we do that five minutes of work each day, just meditating on the cards, looking at the cards, uh, we're building that concentration. And when we're building this concentration, we're also lifting up the kundalini energy, that reproductive energy within the body, we're sort of, it has a tendency to, to go downward, downward. Uh, when you turn it around and you lift it up, you, you move it towards the, the, the spiritual aspects of it and you, can, and, and you can use it to manifest in the spiritual realm and you can use it to manifest um, those, those desires and those higher desires in your life. But you can also use it to manifest uh, material things. You know that same energy that we use for procreation can be used creatively to uh, to write a song, to you know build a website, to start a nonprofit that you know helps people in uh, you know in developing countries, whatever, uh, whatever we want to do with it. So when we develop that willpower and we work with that creative energy. We can really start to accomplish things in our life that seem like other people uh, seem to other people to be to be miracles. To us, we just know, oh, we're you know we're working with this energy within. We're using concentration. We're using this power of will, this secret power of will, uh, which again we're going to get into later on. Really delve delve into it. So uh, we touched on the idea of the number seven briefly at the beginning. So. Let's go a little bit deeper into this mystical number. Uh, seven, as most of you know, is uh, you know, is a, is a deep mystical number, particularly in the biblical tradition and the Kabbalistic tradition. Um, you have the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, and you know the world was created in seven days, and there's sevens all over the place uh, in the Bible. One of the first things we need to understand uh, is that seven. Uh, in the way of looking at tarot is, is also, when we're looking at the tarot, it's the end of a series. It's the end of a series. So I'm going to explain what that means. If you have ever seen this, you might have seen this before, you might not have seen this before, I don't know. Uh, you can, a good way to break down the tarot, and even a good way to learn these cards is to, to take your, your 20, you have 21 keys, uh, excuse me, 22 keys, uh, but these, tw but 21 are going to be used for this methodology, and then the full is, is in a different position. So if you lay out the, the first seven cards from the magician to the chariot, uh, then you lay out below it. So you have this, the one through seven on the top level. And then below that you start eight. So the eight's gonna go underneath one. So that's, you start with strength and then you end with temperance at number 14, you lay them out eight through 14. And then below that, so below the eight, you start 15, the devil, and then you end with the world, you go 15 through 21. And then the fool is sort of a wild card. He's placed on the top of these three rows. He can go anywhere he wants. The fool is super consciousness. The fool is in and through and above and around and below all those other cards. 
Uh, he acts like uh, the Joker does in a regular pack of playing cards. In essence, he can just roam around and do whatever he wants. Uh, so you can look at that in those in that way. Of the, so you can see this first row. Uh, we're not really going to get into this today, but uh, there's a, there's this idea that this first row is a, is a, an, a sort of an idea of archetypes or potentials, certain powers uh, that, that that we'll talk about in our in our next series after we finish up this series uh of, of of these powers of these cards so uh, some of the meanings then of the number seven some of the meanings of the number seven equilibrium and equilibrium is the result of equilibration that's a sort of balancing that's a concrete application of the laws of symmetry and reciprocation symmetry and reciprocation so the number six is reciprocation now, when it has things have been reciprocated and there's a sort of balance, there's an equilibration that's occurred. You have equilibrium, that's poise, that's mastery, that's rest. These are all meanings of seven. Conquest, peace, safety, security, art, victory. These are all ideas associated with the number seven and more, obviously, and more. Uh, you can think about it this. It's interesting, this idea of rest you know, there's an idea in the Bible that on the seventh day, God rested. On the seventh day, God rested, seven, after the creation, which occurred the first six days. Some of the meanings of seven uh, also include, so we'll go a little bit deeper, mastery, peace, as I said, safety, security. So all these meanings are related to a Hebrew word, which has uh, this, the same letters, but different, different vowel points, uh, which is a root word. Hebrew is built on these, these three-letter root words, um, and there's many, many different meanings and many, many different vowel, vowels that go with them. So the letters are consonants uh, that you see. So you see the Torah, it's written only in consonants. There are no vowel points in a traditional uh, Torah scroll. Uh, so you just have to memorize these words. And this is the interesting thing about Hebrew and what makes it so so deep and magical is the fact that there's there's all of these different words that can be made out of the same same uh, letters and same root letters and that's where you get into this idea of gematria and the number numbering system and so forth uh, so we'll go deeper into that again later on uh, but it's related to a, a, a hebrew verb this 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 same uh, word that means seven uh, which means to be satisfied and we naturally associate peace and safety with, with plenty and abundance that are all related to that idea of to be satisfied that's related to the word for seven. Uh, conquest, one of the meanings of seven, uh, uh, conquest occurs when a, when, when a clear and definite purpose, some, I don't mean this negatively, so we have, we have to remember, we have to sort of strip away some of the ideas of these, these, um, these words. Um, they have different connotations, you know. So when you speak about conquest in a spiritual sense or an esoteric sense, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean conquering someone and and taking away their freedoms and rights and enslaving them or something. It's this idea of of spiritual conquest. Uh, conquest occurs when a clear and definite purpose is put into actions. There's a conquest. There's a win. There's a result. This kind of idea is associated with it. A definite purpose is put into action, and it's, it starts with a clear vision of that first, right? Uh, but then it plays itself in a it plays itself out with a plan. A definite purpose is put into action, and then we have that that win or that conquest or that materialization. So peace follows that sort of conquest, 
that sort of conquest. So spiritually speaking, that, le that leads to the idea or the establishment of this equilibrium that seven represents, equilibrium. So this key, uh, the chariot, which is number seven, symbolizes a power, this is one of the means, symbolizes a power which brings order out of chaos and which can establish harmony and peace. So if you connect to this energy, you connect to this willpower that's associated, you connect to the symbols in this card and you understand and you deeply embody these principles, you wake up these powers within yourself, you can establish harmony and peace within yourself. So um, again, what is the will, what is, what, excuse me, what is the power, what is the power that's behind this? What is the power that's behind this? It's the willpower, willpower. So we're going to discuss that a little bit more. This, this is important. This is very important. So I want you to listen to this. This power of will we're talking about is not the ordinary sense of willpower that you think about. Like when we're going to, you know, use willpower to, you know, work out or use willpower to not eat that piece of chocolate cake because we're trying to lose weight. Uh, this willpower uh, is understood in the esoteric or occult meaning of the word willpower which is not a personal faculty. It is not a personal faculty. In other words, will is not something that strong-minded, focused people have, while you know, timid or distracted people don't have. You know, we, sometimes we think of willpower, it's like, oh, he has a lot of willpower, she has a lot of willpower, they have a lot of willpower. And then we think, well, we don't have that because I, I, I don't do this or I can't get up at 5 a.m. and I want to. It's like, that's not the meaning of the willpower we're talking about. That, that's a manifestation of the, of the energy, um, and it is a discipline, and it is associated with, it's, it, but it's, it's really, that's more of a, uh, an effect of willpower. Willpower is cause. Willpower is cause. Discipline is an effect. The choices that you make are an effect of you proper, properly using willpower, which again, I said we're going to talk about the secret of that, what it actually is and where it comes from. Uh, as we go along, there's going to be little hints, and then we'll reveal that at the end too. So uh, will is looked at then in this system of esoteric understanding, Kabbalistic systems, and so forth, as the uh, as the living motivating power behind the created universe. So that I, so the idea is then we all have this this equal share in this will. Every person. And everything in creation shares an equal portion of this will. So think about the pattern on the trestle board that I, that I say at the beginning of the show. The first line is all the power that ever was or will be is here now, is here now. All the power that ever was or will be is here now. Uh, if you understand that, then you understand the secret. Um, so working with this card is going to help you tap into that, that source that will, that creative force. Uh, so continue to work with this card. You know, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep talking about it, but I want you, I just wanna keep reminding you to work with these symbols um, each day and let them, you know, work with them and let them work on you. Let them work on the unconscious and do the job that they're supposed to do. You know, if you're doing readings with your tarot cards, uh, that's fantastic. That's doing work for other people. And you are working with the images, but also take time to uh, look at the cards, study the symbolism, meditate on them, you know, do active imagination. If you're familiar with that, that's Jung's uh, 
C.G. Jung's practice that he came up with. And it's this idea of, uh, for example, like if you wanted to work with the powers of the magician, you know, you would get into a deep meditative state, relaxed state, and you would visualize the magician and you would have a conversation. You would dialogue with that mag magician in your mind. And it's a very powerful tool to do that. It's a very powerful tool to do that. All right, so remember this. This, is, uh, this was the words of a master of occult wisdom. And I quote this from Paul Foster Case. He said, uh, and this was one of his teachers, who said to him, above all else, rid yourself of the delusion of self, of self-will. Rid yourself of the delusion of self-will. Learn to be receptive to the inner guidance of the only willpower there is. Obey the true will, which is above you and behind you. Remember always that true will is never your own. The letter Chet, we said, is associated with this card, the Hebrew letter Chet. And that's assigned to this card, as is the number seven. So this is in the Hebrew sort of hieroglyphic symbolism. The letter Chet is a field or fence. Now, both of these meanings refer to the idea of enclosure, something that's enclosed. And that reminds us of the chariot as well. It's an, in, it's an enclosed sort of space that the charioteer is riding in. Uh, you can see him, it's like a little, a little box with a, with a canopy over the top of it. It's similar, you know, you think of it like a car, it's something we're riding in, it's an enclosure. Uh, mainly the field, uh, the field that is referred to in this occult tradition is, is the universe itself, the manifested universe, which require, which, uh, includes all the energies and all the manifested objects that we perceive, that we experience. Uh, in humans, this field, in this esoteric tradition, this field refers to the personality. And the true cultivator or master of this field is the I am, is the conscious uh, awareness, is the cosmic consciousness, the self with a capital S. So don't mix those two up. The personality is really a field that we experience in ourselves, but it is not our true self. So the idea of the field reminds us of the fact that the personality also, this field is an idea, something that we can cultivate. You know, we can work on our personality. We can, as we've used that uh, term before, you know, when we have conscious thoughts and visualizations and so on, we're planting seeds in the subconscious mind, we're planting seeds we can think of that as a, as a field as well. So this, that field metaphor goes a long way in our imagination. We can understand that. You know, when we plant the seed of a new idea, we're gonna create, um, we're gonna create that experience in our life. As we focus on it more and more, we manifest it. So that field, that field, that means that all the potential power of willpower can be brought into manifestation in your life your life, your personal vehicle, your life, when it has been trained uh, through this tarot work, through meditation, through magical work, ritual, affirmation, contemplation, prayer, and so on, you know, the work that we do, uh, then the willpower is like a seed. You know, we're able to use that as, as we're able, to, the willpower itself is like a seed from which all possibilities can be developed. So think about that for a second. Willpower, willpower is like a seed from which all possibilities can be developed. Your personality, self-conscious awareness, concentration, imagination, 
all this working with willpower can manifest amazing things in your life. So keep this in mind, health, abundance, healing, love, joy, all of it, everything you want to be, to do, and to have. But you have to keep your mind on these things. That's your job. That's your job. So you, you have to keep your mind on the things you want and off the things that you don't want. Focus on the things that you want and keep your mind off the things that you don't want because you will create either uh, thing. The field itself does not discriminate. It does not care. So whatever you plant, it will grow. If you plant a radish, it'll grow a radish. If you plant a carrot, it'll grow a carrot. If you plant uh, disharmony, you know, it will grow disharmony and illness. If you plant health thoughts, it will, you know, give you a healthy mind, body, spirit, soul. Uh, so keep that in mind. So you have to remember that personality, ego, desires, emotions, memories are simply an instrument. It's an instrument. And it should never be mistaken for the, the true farmer. So that the field, the field is, the personality is the field, and it shouldn't be mistaken for the farmer or the workman or the, you know, the person tending that field, he or she who tends that field, who owns that field. And that is the self, the self. That is the self. So keep, keep that in mind and chew on that about. Now this letter Chet is connected to the mode of consciousness in Kabbalah, which is called the intelligence of the house of influence. So all these Hebrew letters have attached them these modes of consciousness and intelligences. And this one, again, is called the intelligence of the house of influence. Uh, another, another meaning of the, the Hebrew noun, which was translated, uh, which is translated influence, can also mean wealth or abundance. So you could also call this the intelligence of the house of wealth or the intelligence of the house of abundance. Now, I, I want to read a, a, a what Paul Foster Case says about this idea, this idea of personality. This idea of hate and willpower and so on. So I'm going to read this. He says that the that the master consciousness or the mental state which permits the greatest possible expression of willpower and the highest degree of control of circumstances is one which grasps the truth that human personality is the abode or dwelling of a power which flows into consciousness and subconsciousness levels of personality, subconscious and subconscious levels of personality from a plane above those levels. This descending influence is the only true willpower. It is free from every restriction, whatever. The only free will there is. Let me read that again. This descending influence is the only true willpower. It is free from every restriction, whatever. The only free will there is. So the secret of willpower is that true willpower isn't based in your personality or ego, but true willpower comes through your higher self, is your higher self, is God consciousness, cosmic consciousness, Christ consciousness, Buddha nature, whatever you want to call it, whatever feels right for you, it is all the same power. It is the one force, the one presence that exists within all of us and is the creator, sustainer, and transformer of all of our experience. So again, willpower is not just something people have, 
or that some people have. It's not just something some people have, and it's not something that really originates in the ego or in your sort of personality, but it is something that's connected to true will. So the secret of willpower is that it's connected to the true will, the one power, the one presence. And we all have an equal share in that. We all have an equal share in that. We're all divine. You know, we're all uh, spiritual beings having this material experience. It's something we already have. It's something we, we use in our, our, through our personality, through our self-consciousness, and through concentration and so forth. Those are, those are things that are individual to us, but the actual, uh, the actual uh, creative force behind that is this true willpower and is this consciousness that's, that's, that's cosmic in nature. It's, it's infinite. It's, it's eternal. And we can tap into that. We are that. We just have to remember and recognize that. And that's where self-consciousness comes into play. We use our thoughts. We use our imagination. We use our focus. We use all of our senses to remember who we are and to tap into that power that we already are. We are it. We live and move and have our being in it. We are of that same source. But we have to sort of tune into it. We have to be receptive to it. It's like we, like the idea of like when you're in your car and you, you know, change the radio station, you tune into a different frequency, you tune into a, a different radio station, and then we get different types of music. We want to, if you want to hear, you know, the higher self, the true will, God consciousness in your life, you have to tune into it. So you have to use your conscious mind to focus on doing that. You have to actually be actively involved in trying to listen to that for that, for that wisdom from within. And ask, you know, for cosmic consciousness to give you the wisdom and the, the knowledge that you need and, and give you the words that you need. Say you have a speaking engagement or, you know, you're going on a job interview or something, you know, ask that higher self, ask uh, God consciousness, ask, you know, wisdom, ask that one power to give you the words that you need you know holy spirit can speak through you spirit can speak through you um so you know this willpower is that power which allows us to manifest anything in our lives to create to unfold spiritually to heal ourselves and others to you know make the world a better place that's the secret of this true willpower is the connection to our divine source so work with this chariot card uh, this week, build up your receptivity to this willpower, work on meditation, do yoga, whatever practice, you know, gets you more in touch with that part of you, that divine part of yourself, you know, work with that. And, and, and you know, also in, in doing that, do take that five minutes a day I'm talking about to work with this chariot card. Um, you know, to work with each of these cards each week. So, you know, if you're listening to this whole series, then each week just work with a card. And then, you know, next week, we're going to talk about key eight strength and you'll work with that for five minutes a day for the week. And you really honestly begin to uh, see different powers unfolding in your life, more concentration, more creativity, more connection to your higher self and so forth. And, and you know, I just invite you to, to try it. You know, you might say, well, what good is five minutes a day going to do? Or how is this going to change anything? But how will you know unless you try? That's my question to you. So think about that. All right. Thank you again for joining us. I'm wishing you many blessings. 
and all light and life and healing to all of you who are out there. Thank you again, those who, uh, you who are supporting us, Cosmic, Cosmic Eye family. Um, we are at anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye. If you would like to donate and support us, we'd really appreciate it and can use your help to help spread the word, spread these positive messages to other people. Um, you can check us out at CosmicEye.org. And as I said, we're in our last week of this Blooming Cat Tarot Deck Kickstarter. Very cute cat uh, tarot deck. If you're not familiar, familiar with it, check it out on the website. I think you will really dig it. Uh, it's, been, it's been doing great and we're really excited about it. We're getting a ton of positive feedback. People are, are loving the images on the cards. We stick with the original symbolism of the Rider Waite deck, but we do a kind of a modern fun and cute take with the, with the cats. So we're pr really proud of that deck. Um, so again, thank you for joining us next week. Key eight strength, uh, follow us at, at cosmic eye tarot. Have a beautiful week. Uh, blessings and light to you all. Speak to you soon. Oh, and tune in, sorry, tune in uh, on Wednesdays as well for our show. Uh, I do that with Angel of Angel uh, at Angel on the eighth day. And we get into uh, psychic um, phenomenon, clairvoyance, spirit, spirits, et cetera. It's a great show. It's on Wednesday, and we're calling that uh, right now Spirit Wisdom. I think it's going to be called Spirit Work in the near future. Uh, so join us for that one as well. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye.